0: Our sermon this afternoon is from Mr. Barnabas Grayson. It is entitled, Is Heaven the Christian Reward? Good afternoon, everyone. It's a windy afternoon. wait a little bit for you to uh, get the outline of the sermon today. It's an old story. Is heaven the Christian reward? So to start the message, is heaven the reward of the saved? Do people go right onto heaven living in heaven when they die are they now looking down upon their loved ones from above and where is heaven? what does the Bible say about heaven and what do we tell those who may wonder about that well we know that the words of God tell us where heaven is what heaven is all about and why it is Jesus tells us because he is the author and the finisher of our faith. In John 14 we read about mansions in heaven. But let's take a look at. I don't have this written down on the outline. But in Genesis chapter 1. And in chapter 1 and verse 1. It says in the beginning that God created. He created the heaven and the earth and then we go over to verse 8 where it says and God called the firmament heaven and the evening and the morning were the second day from there let's go to Psalm uh, chapter uh, 8 Psalm chapter 8 when I was uh, looking at this topic and the topic of heaven uh, we know that there are three We've got the air that is above us, the atmosphere that is above us us where the clouds and the birds fly. And then beyond that is space where, you know, where the planets, the galaxies are. And then there's heaven where God dwells. In Psalm 8 in verse 1 it says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth who has set your glory above the heavens. So we see above all of this, we can see in it, in each one of these that we see as heaven, the glory of God. His glory is set above the heavens. That's the space just above our heads and beyond this, you know, the vast frontier of space. The stars, the galaxies. In our galaxy, the Milky Way, there are around 250 billion stars. And uh, I guess somebody counted them all. But not sure but it seems that way but that's not the only galaxy in which there are billions and billions of stars. Now about two weeks ago astronomers predicted that the Milky Way in five billion years will collide with our nearest neighboring galaxy the Andromeda galaxy in about five billion years but as I uh, read that I, I thought yeah, I, I was reminded of yeah, I used to read mad magazine when I was little y'all some of you may know what mad magazine is it's a satire on everything uh, in culture and the character that is sort of the, uh, the face of mad magazine the character with the large ears. his name is Alfred e Newman I think and it was, I've always remember he said what me worry five billion years is Quite a long time, I would probably be around. Five billion years, when you think about everlasting life, five billion years, why not? We shall see, right? So we also know that in first Kings 8:30, won't need to go there, but it says that it tells that, uh, that's God's dwelling place, heaven. And we are also told in uh, the Lord's uh, prayer. That we should pray to our Father in heaven. So when we think about heaven being the reward of the saved. There's a lot that scripture has to say about heaven and the reward of the saved. But if someone wants to ask us about heaven. How would we uh, answer those questions? How would we answer? So in this sermon we'll take a look at what the Bible says. About the reward of the saved and where heaven will be. You know, in the hymn I re- uh, recall earlier, it said, uh, May we be drawn to God's throne, his ever ruling throne. So hopefully, this sermon will remind us of what we are in it for. In John chapter 14, as a mention, Jesus said to his disciples, as he says to his disciples today, In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. To each of those disciples, he probably looked at each one in the eye. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, verse 3, and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So notice that Jesus said that he will come again. This means he must return to receive his disciples. And that where he is at that time so will they be. So when will that be? And where will Christ be when he comes? First must come the resurrection. We know that. In which life is to be restored to the dead. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 the uh, resurrection chapter. The apostle Paul wrote, he said, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. All of us will be changed. We won't all be uh, asleep. We will be awakened at that time. Verse 52. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. That twinkling of an eye says a lot about how quickly we awaken to the time of that resurrection. As soon as the eyes close in death, in the twinkling of an eye, they awake into the future. Whether it be centuries or just days. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Today, you know, we have a little devices like alarm clocks that, that awakens us to to a new day. And uh, you can imagine, some of you having been been in the military, know what it's like to awaken to a bugle sound, the loud sounding of a trumpet. So we know that... In verses 53 through 58, I won't read it all, but at the last trump, it says this mortal body of ours will be given immortality, and that means life forever, and it shall be raised incorruptible in body, in a body that shall never die or, or decay. And we read that death is swallowed up in victory. This word "swallow" means to drink entirely up, to drink, to drink it up. To be no more. So thanks be to God who gives us this victory. And he gives us this victory through Jesus Christ. So knowing this, that this time is coming. The Apostle Paul tells us in verse 58. Also to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. So this is what is going to keep us on track. To that great day of the resurrection. And that reward. That will be given. To the saved. That time is coming. It's not yet. John chapter 5 verse 28. Marvel not at this. For the hour is coming. In the which that all that are in their graves. That is you know those who are dead. Shall hear his voice. And shall come forth. In verse 29. They that have done good. Unto the resurrection of life. And they that have done evil. Unto the resurrection of damnation. Then we read in Daniel chapter 12. Verse 2. And it says that. And many of them. That sleep in the dust of the earth. Shall awake. Some to everlasting life. And some to shame. And everlasting contempt. And they that be wise, verse three, shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. The brightness of the firmament firmament, as we can see it today,, you know, is the brightness of the sun. that is there, the firmament above our heads. So if as some believe that the dead are, are already alive in heaven, why does the Bible speak of a resurrection? Jesus said that no man has ascended to heaven over in John uh, 3.13. So that means not uh, David, not Jonah, not Abraham or Samson or even Enoch because he is listed there among the faithful who have not received the promises because they have all died. There are also in chapter 11 other names of the faithful in the book of Hebrews. And we read that these all died in faith, not having received the promises, because they are asleep. They are totally unconscious. In Ecclesiastes chapter 9, it says this about the living and the dead. Verse 5, the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything. That's kind of an awakening statement for those who, you know, sometimes will think that their loved ones are living right now in heaven, looking down upon them. And it is a comfort to them. But neither have they, uh, but the dead know not anything. Neither have they any more a reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. Verse 6, also their love and their hatred and their envy is now perished. It's all gone from from their mind. From their thinking. Neither have they any more a portion forever. In anything that is done under the sun. They don't take any more part in what goes on in this world. Their influence is not there. So verse 10. Dropping on down to verse 10. It tells us this. And gives us something to think about. For those who are living. Verse 10. Whatsoever your hand finds to do. Do it with your might. For there is no work. Nor device. Nor knowledge. Nor wisdom. In the grave. Where you go. First Thessalonians chapter 4. Verse 13. But we would not have you ignorant brethren. Concerning them that fall asleep. That ye sorrow not. Even as the rest who have no hope. This is encouragement to us because we will see our loved ones who are dead or, as they say, who have passed on will be resurrected to life. What a happy day that will be for many. Verse 14, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which sleep in Jesus, that is, you know, the dead in Christ, will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or proceed or go before them which are asleep. Remember, you know, the word sleep is described in the Bible as a state of the dead. The Lord himself, verse 16, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel. And with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. So, you know, it is our hope that we are among those to witness all this. And to get the feeling that comes when uh, you're resurrected. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, it says, comfort one another with these words. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 again. Verse uh, 22. It tells us that it, as in Adam all die. But so in Christ shall all be made alive. So you have to be in Christ. To be made alive. But every man in his own order. Christ the first fruits. Afterward. They that are Christ. At his coming. So Christ is the first fruit. That is, he's the first fruit from, from the dead. Then comes those that are his at his coming. Which is, you know, yet future. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God again. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. In Revelation chapter 22, we, we read where Jesus said, My reward is is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. In the book of Luke chapter 21 we know that the return of Jesus Christ will come at the height of the of the great tribulation that is prophesied to come upon all the world when all life is on the brink of destruction Total destruction, where no flesh would be saved. In Luke chapter 21, we read that these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. You know, we look around at the world today and we think there's just think, people are just getting away with just about anything. But these days be the days of vengeance, because you know God said, "Vengeance is mine, and I." will repay. But woe unto them. Verse 23. Woe unto them that are with child. And to them that give suck. In those days. For there shall be great. Distress. In the land. And wrath. Upon this people. When you have that word. Great. You know it's above anything that. One can imagine. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword verse 24 and shall be led away captive into all nations and Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity the sea and the waves roaring men's hearts failing them for fear. And for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Verse 27. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud. With power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass. And look up and lift up your heads. For your redemption draweth nigh. The other day I was watching uh, uh, a news report about uh, where this bomber in World War II was about to crash. It was looking for a place to crash land, and there was a field big enough for the bomber to at least make a go at, but in the field there were children, and so they made up their mind to go. Bypass that and crash into the trees where uh, uh, where they all perished and there was a witness to that I believe he might have been the survivor i don 't remember, but he was one of the kids yes, he was one of the kids he was three years old, I think, when he saw that, and so they uh, dedicated that place as a memorial of that event, and the thing that I remember in watching this is that they had these jets and they had these airplanes. And not being there, but having, you know, been close to Tinker Air Force Base and even Tulsa uh, internationally, you hear these big jets roaring, coming in, and there is a certain power and a certain glory. And that's how I like to think of the return of Jesus Christ when he comes. So, when you see these things begin to come to pass, those uh, verses that we read, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draws nigh. Drawing close. So likewise, when you see these things come to pass, know you that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. Verse 34, but take heed to yourselves. Lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeity and drunkenness and cares of this life. And so that day come upon you unawares. All these trials and all these troubles that we have that come upon us. Maybe uh, as in, in the previous message, a thorn in the flesh begins to uh, weigh you down. We can get lost in our own problems. Because as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch you therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy. To escape all these things that shall come to pass. To stand before the son of man. Joel chapter 2. This morning this prophecy. Blow you the trumpet in Zion in verse 1. And sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord comes, for it is close at hand. A day of darkness and of gloominess, a day of clouds and of thick darkness, as the morning spread upon the mountains. A great people and a strong, there has not been ever the like, neither shall be any more after it, even to the years of many generations. You know, when the skies above are cloudy, when they're gray, Maybe filled with fog or, uh, or maybe a big forest fire somewhere. And it lasts for a long time. It begins to get to you because the gloominess that is there. And so when you look at this, and this is one of those things that, you know, you don't want to really hear about what's coming. But it's something we need to know because there is good news that's coming after that. Because we, ha- we read in Acts chapter 3. That there shall come the restitution of all things. The restitution of all things. You know heaven doesn't need restitution. It's here on earth that needs restitution. So in verse 19. Repent you therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord and he shall send Jesus Christ which before was preached unto you whom the heaven must receive until the times of the restitution of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all of all his holy prophets since the world began Christ will return to the earth this is the old old story that we know by heart and like the song we sometimes love to tell it again so old story and we ha- we read that cities, as well as lives that lay in ruins, are going to be repaired, because Isaiah says in 61:14, "They shall build the old wastes; they shall raise up the former desolation, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations." Sometimes on those uh, Discovery Channels and stations like those. Uh, you they reveal some old cities that have been ruined or abandoned torn down some are even under the ocean some of these God willing may be restored especially when that the inhabitants that, that occupied those places might have a sentimental attachment to want to see their city again so there's going to be a lot of work to do but heaven needs no restitution earth is where the problems of sin you know has taken its toll on the lives of so many in 2 Timothy 3 verse 1 this know that in the last days dangerous times perilous times shall come but in verse 12 it says yea and all that will live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution I suppose at this time we know we're not really suffering persecution maybe in some small way we may be but there's a time coming when all that will live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Then we read where it says in Matthew 10:22, "But he that shall endure unto the end the same shall be saved." And that's good news that we can count on. In Matthew four. 17, Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Believe the good news. Because what he preached concerns a message about salvation. And also the coming of the kingdom of heaven. That is going to bring lasting peace to earth. In the book of Micah. Chapter 4. Verse 1. In the last days it shall come to pass. That the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established in the top of the mountains and it shall be exalted above the hills and people shall flow unto it many nations shall come and say come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of God of Jacob and he will teach us of his ways and we will walk in his paths for the law shall go forth of Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem and he shall judge among many people and rebuke strong nations afar off And they shall beat their swords into plowshares. And their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up a sword against nation. Neither shall they learn any more war. So those that try to attempt to start making weapons of war. They will be made to turn them into plowshares. And into pruning hooks. Verse 4. But they shall sit every man under his vine and under his fig tree and none shall make them afraid for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. You know this is something that we uh, sometimes read at the Feast of Tabernacles because it represents the millennial reign of Christ that is to come but you know you have to imagine that no more wars no no more learning the art of war and knowing that even the nature of the wild beasts are going to be changed And also Satan will be bound a thousand years while God's saints rule with Christ without Satan's deception and interference. Now, what will the saints be doing? What will we be doing? What will be the reward of the saved and what will be the responsibilities? Luke chapter 19 verse 12, there was a certain nobleman who went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. That is, you know, trade till I come or busy yourselves with this pound. But his citizens hated him and sent a message after him saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. And it came to pass that when he was returned, when he came back, having received the kingdom then he commanded these servants to be called unto him to whom he had given the money that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first saying Lord your pound has gained ten pounds. And he said unto them well you good servant because you have been faithful in a very little have authority over ten cities. And the second came saying Lord your pound has gained five pounds. And he said likewise to him. Be you also over five cities. And another came saying Lord. Behold here is your pound. Which I have kept laid up. In a napkin. Because I feared you. Because you are an austere man. You take up what you lay not down. And repeat and reap what you did not sow. And he said unto him. Out of your own mouth will I judge you. You wicked servant. You knew that I was an austere man. Taking up that I laid not down. And reaping that I did not sow. Wherefore then. Why didn't you give your uh, my money into the bank. That at my coming. I might have required. My own with usury. And he said unto them that stood by. Take him. Take from him the pound. And give it to him. That has ten pounds. And they said unto him. Lord he has. 10 pounds already. He's got 10 pounds. But I say unto you that unto every one which has shall be given, and from him that has not, even that he has shall be taken from him. So when you read about these 10 servants given an equal amount of one pound apiece, the one that increases his by 10 times is going to receive rule over 10 cities. And then in the middle you have those that receive 5 pounds and they will receive uh, uh, 5. And so you go on down the line. You you would uh, think that those that ha- had 1 pound and they increase it by at least 1 pound, then the rulership would uh, logically be one city. And two increase will be two cities. So uh, this there's going to be rulership in the kingdom of God. And it's going to be given to the saints as Their reward. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Verse 2. Do you not know. It says that the saints shall judge the world. And if the world be judged by you. Are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters. Know ye not that we shall judge angels. How much more things that pertain. To this life. About the saints judging the world. And about those ruling over cities. Is this going to be in heaven as you know some uh, think that's where the reward is. But it's not up there. It's it's here on earth. Because in Revelation 5.10 it says that we shall reign on the earth. In Revelation chapter 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave unto him to show unto his servants. Things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel. Unto his servant John who bare record of the word of God. And of the testimony of Jesus Christ. Of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that reads and they that hear the words of this prophecy. And keep those things which are written therein. For the time is at hand. So we see that what John writes. On pass. These three verses in chapter one. We have the authority. Sign and the seal. Of Jesus Christ. Giving these words. For John to write. And then in verse. And then in Revelation 20. Skipping over a few chapters. Chapter 4. Verse. uh, Through 6. Essentially here is what the prophet John wrote. He said I saw thrones. And they. Sat upon them. And judgment was given unto them. And they lived and reigned. With Christ. A thousand years. Let's Go back to Revelation chapter 2. Verse 26. It says that he that overcomes. And keepeth my works. Unto the end. To him will I give power over the nations. And he shall rule them. With a rod of iron. As vessels of a potter. Shall they be broken to shivers. Even as I received of my father. And I will give him the morning star he that has an ear let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches so you hear that phrase quite a bit throughout you know the book he that has an ear let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches so the words of God the words of Jesus the words that are written in uh, the book of life are words that mean something to us it's just that we have to look at them deeply And want to know. The ins and outs. Of the word of God. So that he that has an ear. Let him hear. Revelation chapter 3. Because. Verse 10. Because you have kept the word of my patience. I will also keep you from the hour. Of temptation. Time coming when there is going to be temptation. To go a different direction. Because of trial which shall come upon the world to try them that dwell upon the earth behold I come quickly so this temptation that is, that is to come you know Christ is going to come quickly hold you fast that which you have that no man take your crown he that overcomes him that overcomes will I make a pillar in the temple of my God and he shall go no more out and I will write upon him the name of my God And the name of the city of my God. Which is New Jerusalem. Which comes down out of heaven. From my God. And I will write upon him my new name. Again verse 13. He that has an ear let him hear. What the spirit says unto the churches. Revelation 14.12 tells us. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they who keep the commandments of God. And the faith of Jesus. Revelation chapter 2 verse 6. Would require uh, you know, much explaining to those who don't understand. About there being a first and a second resurrection. Because it says blessed and holy is he in verse 6. That has part in the first resurrection. On such the second death has no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ. And shall reign with him a thousand years. A thousand years. Some have not you know, even heard about. The millennium. Talking to a person, and I uh, realized that in the conversation they did not know about the thousand years. Great is that reward that is now being prepared in heaven that Christ is going to bring when He comes as the reward for the saved. He will give that reward to those in whom the Holy Spirit dwells and those who pra- practice the, those beatitudes. In, in Matthew chapter 5, In Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5. It says. Blessed are they which are persecuted. For righteousness sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you. when men shall revile you. And persecute you. And shall say all manner of evil. Against you falsely. For my sake. It's going to require a lot of patience. To do what is right. In spite of those who would change your way. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. John chapter 14 tells us to let, don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house are many mansions. If it weren't so, I would have told you. And I go to prepare a place for you. So we must not take our eyes off of Jesus Christ. Because there is no other name under heaven by which we may be saved. His sacrifice made it possible for our forgiveness. In this age, in this time of war, confusion, sickness, dangers, and all sorts of trials. And evil waxing worse and worse. It's just a matter of time before that kingdom must come to the earth. But we know that is in the days of Noah. Not many are going to be paying attention. To what's going on around him. And then it will come as a shocking surprise. Verse. First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5. Verse 8. But let us who are of the day be sober. Putting on the breastplate of faith. And love. And for a helmet. The hope of salvation. God has not appointed us to wrath. That you know that wrath that is to come. But to obtain salvation. By our Lord. Jesus Christ. Because he died for us. That whether we wake. Whether we are alive or whether we are dead. We should live together with him. Wherefore comfort yourselves together. And edify one another. Even as also you do. Verse in Revelation 22. Behold I come quickly. My reward is with me. To give every man according as his work. Shall be. How are we doing with the pound that we have been given? And the work that is involved in uh, doing. In, uh, profiting by it. Jesus said I am Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. The first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments. That they may have right to the tree of life. And may enter in through the gates of the city. uh, Revelation 3 behold I come quickly hold that fast which you have that no man take your crown. And in Matthew 13 I don't think uh, put that down in your outline but Matthew 13 verse 43. Then shall the righteous then shall the righteous shall shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who has ears to hear let him hear. In conclusion, I have a few scriptures that I would like to uh, read. If I can find where I put those things. There they are. All of this is in the book of Revelation. Revelation uh, chapter 22 verse 12 Behold I come quickly my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I'm Alpha and Omega the beginning and the end blessed are they that do his commandments that they may have right to the tree of life because outside we see there are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loves and makes a lie they will be uh, shut out of the kingdom, unless you know, unless they repent. And over in Revelation chapter three, again, we read that. Revelation chapter three down to verse eleven. I come quickly, hold you fast which you have, that no man take your crown. Again, him that overcomes will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. So we see that there is a requirement of overcoming. And then we see that I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven. Finally, Revelation 21. Close with this right here. Revelation 21. You know, after the millennium, after the thousand years are finished after the first resurrection, and after the second resurrection, we see in verse 21, the new heaven and the new earth. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. I saw a scripture back in 1 Kings 8.27. While I was uh, making this outline. It says in verse 27. of 1 Kings 8. But, w- but will God indeed dwell on the earth. Will God indeed dwell on the earth. Behold the heaven. And the heaven of heavens. Cannot contain him. How much less this house. That you know David was planning on building. So when God is coming down. Out of heaven. In New Jerusalem. Kinda, it kind m- of makes you think. That you know. Earth is not the only place. That will be. Uh, uh, where God comes. and That all of us. All of the beings. Uh, uh, who are rewarded with eternal life. Will even go beyond. What we see. You know. At the frontiers of space. Ready to be explored. All those things that. You know. We wonder about. Just my opinion. Just something I thought about. In verse 3. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying. Behold the tabernacle of God is with men. And he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them. And be their God. God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death. Neither sorrow nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. So until then, you know, we we, we have to endure those thorns that are in our flesh and overcome them. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. Last verse one we should remember he that overcomes shall inherit all things and I will be his God and he shall be my son.